Hello, welcome to the Politic Podcast, everyone. Today we are going to be talking about the Proud Boys storming the Senate um, and our just raw thoughts about it. We do not have all of the facts as of right now. No one does, but we're just going to give our opinion on it as we um, have the information that we have already. So everyone, I'm just going to open up the floor. We have Kat and we have Marley here. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? How are you guys feeling with everything that's going on? My initial reaction was just pure and utter disgust in what was happening. I feel personally that if the roles were flipped and these were, but let's say these were like black people instead of majority white people, because they are, there is a majority of white people who are supporters of Trump, but also a part of various organizations that are hateful and say a more peaceful organization, such as I'm going to of course be a little bit biased. Black lives matter was doing the same thing. They would have, they wouldn't have made it to the stairs of the Senate. They would, you know, that they would have been shot, they would have been tased, they would have been maced, and several other repercussions would have been enacted if that was black people. But no, this is a pure example of white privilege because these white people, and I'm going to say it like that because that's like how it is, came to the Senate, literally were in the building, on knocking on the chamber doors, more than knocking, busted down the chamber doors, went inside the chamber, and... Nothing is happening there. They were teeter tottering on the fact that maybe they should make some, maybe they should use tear gas. Maybe not. It's ridiculous. And this is like this democracy that they're said to like uphold. And they're like prime. This is a prime example of this is the fairness that we need. And this is what we need from our country is shameful. And the fact that I want to bring up and then I'll pass the floor over to someone else. Trump's video is insane to me you the are special he, sat, he said we love you and you are special excuse me and so like he he's talking said, to babies like he's talking to babies he basically sat there and said hey so we know like what you're fighting for and you should be fighting for it because we won this election by a landslide but um i'm sorry you should just go home because you don't know really know what's gonna happen and other people may hurt you but trust me i know why you're here ridiculous it is ridiculous I 100% agreed. Like, I, I do want to correct you on one thing, Marley, that you said was this is not white privilege. This is white power. White um, power, yes. <laughs> the fact that point blank period, you know, when there were BLM protesters and, and before anybody says anything, BLM protests were 97% peaceful. Um, and when there were BLM, I, we, we all live in Washington, D.C., which is something that I think is important for you guys to know. Um, and so I remember walking down the streets, seeing downtown DC being completely boarded up. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about restaurants, everything was shut down and knowing how dangerous the pro- proud boys are, they kidnapped a governor and the Washington, uh, the, the, the mayor, the one thing that she did, right. She asked for the national <laughs> guard and they said, no. And now it, it's just, it's just so crazy because when the BLM protesters were here, the national guard was here. There was cops like armed. And this is against peaceful protesters who are not armed. I mean, there were police 
everywhere. There wasn't a block that I did not see police officers. And knowing that we have very dangerous men who are armed and have done horrible things in the past come to my city and to see the response be little to nothing is just very, very like upsetting. It, it's just, it just goes to show you how like racist this country is. And again, to Marley's point, the whole time these Republicans were like, respect democracy, upheld democracy, we love our constitution. And yet you're storming the very buildings that you say that you wanna protect, that you wanna uphold. And so all the Republicans that were retweeting their, excuse my language, bullshit and engaging in this stuff, if someone dies who are not the protesters, then that's on your hands. But like I said, they probably don't care because all of this COVID stuff was happening and people were dying and they still slept well in their $100, um, what's it called, 100K um, salaries. So... It is just so sad to see. Mm -hmm. And back Donald Trump, you're supposed to be the leader of this country. You have less than a week to be in office. The one time that you could have, you know, put your big boy pants on and stand up for democracy and to basically be a leader, you failed. You failed. And I just don't see how people are looking at this man and thinking that he's the leader, he's supposed to save us. I I'm a, I'm gonna give the 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 um the floor to somebody else. But yeah, I mean, honestly, you guys said like everything that I would have brought up. It's just like every single time, like what Trump just tweeted, the whole thing about them being the party of law and order. They they really only care about law and order when it suits them. Like I yes. I was watching this video from Twitter, and it's inside the Capitol right now, and it's like this cop and he he's trying to like control them but he's just running away from them while they yell at him proper measures are not being taken and like i think marley first said if this was like uh, an anti-fascist a black lives matter protest literally anything that has to do with like a social justice cause there would have been cops there would have been rubber bullets there would have been tear gas immediately i mean like the national guard all of that it would have happened right away like, we all live in D.C. and we saw what happened at the start of the protests in here. And every single live stream I've seen, they're just standing outside the Capitol and nothing is being done at all. It's like, it. this isn't even, I don't understand how anyone would be able to look at this and not see the horrific double standard here with how people are treated in this country. And how, like, I think Paula said this as well, how racist this country has to be to to let this happen in the first place like didn't someone literally pee on the floor of the Capitol? there's they're like <laughs> scaling the walls they're doing whatever they're they want the walls. yeah have you seen literally the pictures climbing the pictures yes. like, they're climbing little yellow the ropes walls. climbing it's ridiculous the walls. climbing the like walls. they're going they're going on and on constantly about like antifa and black lives matter like marxist terrorist organizations or whatever this has never happened at a Black Lives Matter protest. Like, ever. There, there's no way to equate this. <laughs> this is actual damage to our democracy. And the thing is, Black Lives Matter was protesting because Black people were dying at the hands of the police unjustly. You guys are protesting because you didn't get your way and the election. Theory. And it literally has a conspiracy theory that literally has been disproven. And and, and it's crazy, like four years ago, you guys were like, oh, well, um, you know, the lip tards and all this stuff, get over it. And we didn't and look storm at you. a Senate. We didn't do any of this and y'all did. And so it's like, you gonna call me a snowflake, but who really is? And 
I don't know if you guys saw the speeches beforehand before all this like oh yeah took place. Klobuchar spoke, McConnell spoke, a bunch of people spoke, but I liked something that Klobuchar said that really rang true and she didn't even know it, like what was about to like transpire. But she said something, I'm forgetting it now, of course, when I want to mention it. She said something alluding to the fact that basically what Paula said, like you didn't get your way and now you're protesting and doing the most when this was actually one of the safest elections we've had. And I think before we started recording, Paula said something about how they recounted and like found more like votes and they were still in favor of like Biden. So like, who do you want from us at this point? It's conspiracy. It's not even that there is any reasonable doubt. It's, it's the level that would, like, I always say this when people bring up these like huge uh, like global conspiracies, like you have to understand the level of cover up that would have to go into this. Like the amount of votes would be insane to be able to actually have this be a rigged election and all of this shit, or excuse me, all of this stuff they're saying. <laughs> it's like they're just, they're separate from reality at this point. Or the fact that, it's like, absurd. honestly, like it, it's just so crazy to me because it's just like not only is it anti Semitic, but like, what purpose would it really serve for the United States government to do this? I always say with conspiracy, again, it gives them a sense of entitlement and it gives meaning to their meaning, meaningless lives, honestly. Um, and, and I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, it is what it is. But I just, I don't get it. The retweeting and like the the hashtag Q, like we're in some freaking matrix. Um, yeah, what thing. the hell is the Q in there? I mean, yeah. excuse my language, but yeah. what the hell is that? They're like, okay, so I was, this is perfect because I was just about to bring up this guy who I'm sending a picture of, um, which sadly you guys can't see because this is a podcast. This guy in the Capitol, I was just watching a live stream and someone played a video of him in like a mall screaming about QAnon. And like, I, it's the same people that are just so invested in this conspiracy that it's like, they've just separated themselves from what's actually happening in the world. They won't trust any, any other source besides like what they're being fed by like whether it's trump or the QAnon forums and all of that it's just oh my god and the amount of plc that were in that crowd it was little but like you should be ashamed of yourselves your ancestors are most definitely in heaven shaking but it's okay because there's always a coon in the middle of you know <laughs> like you can't save everybody harriet tubman you definitely can. left a few slaves so it's fine I mean, it, I mean, I just, but I do, but I do want to uh, read this tweet that uh, Ben Shapiro uh, retweeted. And oh, it God. Says, it reminds oh, me God. of, if you know Christian Walker, Christian Walker, he's this um, black conservative, and he oh, always yeah. goes, those radical BLM, ghetto, BLM ghetto, radical leftists, something is going ghetto, on ghetto, BLM radical <laughs> leftists. But um, he retweeted this, and he said, radical BLM. Slash Antifa, um, I always say that wrong, I'm sorry. Protesters participated in a violent deconstruction deconstruction in major Democratic-run cities across America for months last year. And the vast majority of them faced no punishment, which is not true. In fact, they were called peaceful protesters by Democrats and media types now denouncing violence. But that's the thing. The Democrats, the, the, the Democrats always denounced the looting, the looting that was going on. They didn't. Like, first of all, again, it's been shown that BLM, 97% of the protests were peaceful. 
Also, you cannot equate BLM and then like Antifa is also not an organization, it's a movement. But you cannot equate this to the Proud Boys because they are they literally kidnapped a governor. Are we not are we not talking about this? Did it actually happen or were, was it like a plan that they had? I can't remember. Oh, there, there was a plan. Okay, My bad. Let me just say that. But no, no, but 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 still, like they, the they, fact yeah, that this was that's, a that's plan. the level that they are going to. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it's just I, I'm just like so sad. And the thing is, like, I know that there's some people that are gonna gaslight black people and be like, oh well, what does this have to do with race? Um, babe, you have peas for brains. I'm not explaining anything to you if you don't understand. I, at this point, people have been explaining it since March and you're still not getting it. So you're dense in the brain. It's fine. And since we're reading Ben Shapiro tweets, he retweeted this one by this man named Dave, who's like unknown. First of all, it starts off with just a wrong piece of information. Let's just start there. It says 95% of people in this country are normal. First of all, what are you defining normal by? Second of all, what does that even mean? Third of all, now when you're tweeting something publicly and Ben Shapiro retweeted it, so it's public on his timeline and <laughs> it's wrong. Like, what does that even mean? But then it goes on to say the extreme right sucks and the extreme left suck. Both sides are filled with lunatics, crazies, and morons. And almost all politicians are hypocrites who manipulate these idiots for personal gain. And no, I won't run for president. I'd rather die. Well, we don't want you to run for president because you said you don't know how to like name facts. No, but this thing that like, okay, this is something that conservatives push a lot. I mean, it doesn't have to be all conservatives, but I personally have only heard this from the right. I'm sorry, but the right and the left are not the same. Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter, again, was fighting against injustices that happened to black people. You guys are literally protesting and storming the Senate because you guys felt as though you didn't get your way. How is that somehow the right and the, the far right and the far left being the same? Also, as much as y'all like to say everybody's independent, everybody's in the middle, that is just not the case at all. I'm not saying everybody's extremist, but like to say that everybody is quote unquote normal, like what does that even mean? Again, what does that even mean? And what statistic is this from? <laughs> no statistic sounds like that 95% of people are normal. Of what people? Just things like that. Like if you're going to say something publicly, maybe you should fact check yourself and make sure that you're actually using information that's correct. The amount of people who like the tweet too. I'm, again, this <laughs> is different. This is different. It is not the same. We are not the same. Stop trying to equate it to be the same. It's just not. And any And if you want to look at any left movement, none of them have stormed the Senate. None. Zero. You can't argue that data. A majority of left-leaning movements are not, let's just say, against people simply living. How about that? Because like Proud Boys, the KKK, all those sorts of movements who have historically had Trump supporters, it's not the same. It's just simply not the same. Like, fascists and their ideology is rooted in the hatred of another group of people. It's rooted in exactly like, there being some superior group. And listen, you can be a fascist, and if you denounce fascism, like, people who are on the left aren't going to like you, but you can denounce it, and you can become, like, a normal person and move away from that, and that's it. But if you are a part of a minority, if you are Jewish, if you are black, and you're their target, you can't just stop that. They're not going to stop until they get what they want, which is usually to harm or kill entire groups of people. It's not something you can 
equate or say is in any way I, yeah, I mean, that's just not even how politics even works like even if you look at like you know we we did an episode while back about like the political spectrum i mean like that's not even like being honest and true to the political spectrum like i just i hate that that um that how people look at politics that way because it's just not true um i just again it's just not the same and the fact that people are equating it to be the same is just like so ridiculous um and the fact that like blm has never just you know done anything like the proud boys have done um we're also another thing i also want to say is that they were also fighting law enforcement now blm protesters were standing still just raising their signs and they were tear gassed they had rubber bullets thrown at them there were so many things that happened to these peaceful protesters and yet they're fighting over like barricades like calling these police officers name pushing them and nothing is happening to them and you're not about to you're 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 seeing these stuff in real time and you're telling me that you can't see hypocrisy like it's i think i don't remember how long ago it was they started actually using tear gas and so on and so forth um but like the fact that the immediate response to them breaking into the capital not just standing on the street with signs was not even a fraction as intense as their response to mostly black protesters or literally anyone protesting for Black Lives Matter is like, it really says a lot about the priorities. It really does. And the thing is, the thing is the right, the right, because like a lot of people on the right, again, I don't want to make generalizations, but for the sake of the argument, I have to. The right always likes to call out the the politicians and to be like oh they're hypocritical but you're being hypocritical yourself because honestly despite where i am politically wrong is wrong and what these people are doing is wrong and you trying to equate equate them to blm and antifa is just you know that that's wrong and you know that that's a false equivalency so so why even make the argument you know that that's not the, the same thing and you know you're being disingenuous like and anytime you need to compare yourself or like try to like make a correlation between you and another group, that just, you know, you're wrong. Like if you're right, stand alone in your truths. But if you have to like, oh, say, right. oh, and move around and do this and do that, then you're clearly wrong and you know you're wrong. Otherwise you wouldn't have to do that. I'm just, it's just so crazy that we're a whole bunch of teenagers, teenagers, young I mean, we haven't even gone to university yet and we can literally call out <laughs> the bullshit. And y'all are grown adults acting and, and, and playing dumb. Like y'all got peas for brains. Like it's Disney Believing inside. in conspiracies. Believing a conspiracy, doing all of this shenanigans for what? For what? For like, like seriously, what did you gain by doing this? The alt-right is just absolutely amazing at, like, sealing people off from out the outside world and outside logic and reason. So it's like, once people get sucked into this, which I think someone had, had been talking about this, um, like, very briefly at the start, but the whole, like, so many of the people that are doing this, it's like, they're trying to seek, like, they want some sort of identity, some sort of power. Uh, and so this is how they're doing it. And once they've been given that, like, this is where you belong and you have to follow through on all of these other beliefs. It's just like going to keep spiraling. And then someone like Trump gets put in power who's encouraging them and emboldening them. It's like everyone who's just been sitting by saying like, you know, we can get through four years. It'll be fine after Biden doesn't understand that like 
just because this brought out such terrible things in people does not mean they were not already there and that they weren't already thriving in their own communities. This is just bringing it out into the light. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it just exposes deep issues within our country that have always been there, but just are not acknowledged enough. Exactly. That's the scary part. That's the scary part. And the scary part is like, I don't know how we're going to move forward. That's the, I like, I literally, I can't, I mean, I'm 17, so I, it's not my job to do that. Please elect the people, put people in these position of powers to do that, you know, elect people who can, but, um, it's crazy. I don't know how we're going to move forward. I truly don't. I truly don't know because the the thing that, you know, I've been thinking about for a while is that one thing that I noticed is that there's so many people who want to live in a world where race doesn't matter. The color of your skin doesn't matter, right? Like you'll often hear people be like, I don't care what the color of your skin is or I don't see no color. But the thing is, we don't live in that society. We don't live in a society where your skin, the color of your skin doesn't matter or race doesn't matter. So therefore I cannot operate in that mindset. The only thing that I can do is fight for it. And and one thing that I've noticed a lot is that people are so quick to say that I don't see race, but are not willing to put in the work. So that way we can get to a society where we don't see race. And the last thing I'm gonna say before I give it to Kat is that this is a proud, this is a, an example of how race is in everything. The Proud Boys, I want, because they're, this is tricky, but I don't think that they necessarily went to the Senate because of like them being racist. But race does play a part on how everyone reacted to the situation. I'll give it to you. Yeah, like the whole thing you're saying about people that are like, I, I don't see color, I don't see race, like that whole thing. If you're in a position where you can say that and don't have to participate in active efforts against racism or anything of the sort, then it's it's pretty obvious that they're coming from a place where it's not putting them in immediate danger so they can step back, which is why like one of the biggest pushes I remember that people were talking, like, pushes for more people to start thinking about this once um, the protests started, like, earlier in 2020 was it's not enough to just be not racist, but you have to be actively working against racism. Mm-hmm. You have to be actively anti-racist. Exactly. And that's, like, something that should have already been established, but good that it is more so now because and in any way, letting people get away with this sort of thing sends the message that it's okay it's like the same shit as like i I need to stop cursing it's the same thing as Mm -hmm. when um people are like oh it's fine that like pewdiepie and other popular youtubers make um like racist anti-semitic jokes it's fine when they do that it's it's just a joke that whole thing it's all connected to the same result where when you let people get away with this like slowly on smaller levels it's it's gonna build to something like this that's why it has to be like it's not enough to just be a moderate or a liberal. You really do have to educate yourself and do as much as you can to understand what what the real life consequences are of letting people get away with this sort of mindset. And this is like an example of the stuff that's happening in DC right now. Hundred percent. Even how it's being um, televised and how it's like the like rhetoric behind it, how they're talking about it. Um, you know, the police officers, like, when they're, when they're, like, met with a lot of force from these people, first of all, I don't even think that they're protesters, I wouldn't even call them that, but, like, just the rhetoric around it is is completely different 
Because I know that if my black ass, sorry for cursing, went on the Senate and I had a gun, there would have been 10 guns pointed to at me. To meet your one gun. And you would have been dead. Body. I would have been dead. 17 bullets in my body. There have been 17 bullets in people's bodies for doing less. I mean, I just, I I, I just, it, 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 it's just crazy. I... I really don't know where things are going to go. I, and I hate to be pessimistic. I, I I hate to be pessimistic, but I truly don't know where things are going to go. I do think that Joe Biden did handle this well. I mean, he's the beige president. We're going to call him that from now on. <laughs> Thanks, Yon. He's, he's the beige president. He did what he had to do. Came out with a speech. What more can you ask for? You know. Um, but these politicians, I, and this is one thing I also wanted to correct from the last time that I did this episode. I don't know what I was on. I don't know if I took a conservative red pill, but I said <laughs> something along the lines of, we should be happy for the politicians doing the bare minimum. Absolutely not. After Just absolutely not. I don't, <laughs> I don't even remember that. that. That is not, no. We should not be happy that the politicians are doing the bare minimum. If anything, they should go above and beyond. And we should elect people who are going to go above and beyond because... These Republicans have been doing the bare minimum, like tweeting and calling Donald Trump. Like, I'm not going to give you an applause for that because you yesterday were just, you were just retweeting and, 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 and enticing this whole situation. So no, the bare minimum is not enough. It's not. And in this day and age, the bare minimum is not nearly enough. We need action. We need re reasonable change. We need things to get done. We don't need just like, oh, you retweeted. Oh, you said this publicly to your thousands of people who like look at your tweets. Wow. No, we need like actual sustainable change to be enacted ASAP. Like this is a prime example of the change that needs to be called for in our country and how far, far we are from anything actually being done in terms of togetherness. We are not together. We are divided into many different subsects and it sucks. The whole like, oh, unity compromise thing does not work when the first step to reaching any sort of unity would be to condemn fascists and racists and white nationalists who are going and doing shit like, I, again, I need to stop <laughs> doing things like this. And with so few consequences compared to peaceful protests, like there's no way to reach that sort of unity or compromise unless there's an active stance being taken against this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And... Like I said, I just feel like we need rhetoric. We need legislation against this type of stuff. And we need people to act because it's more than just tweeting. Like I can tweet because I'm 17 and I'm a singer in high school. You are 65 and you are a senator. Please do something. There's no reason why me and you should be taking the same course of action and that just be it. Like it's it's getting ridiculous. Like these people have are in the position of power to do something that's why we elected you and it's it's more than just condemning it's actually voting and doing what you need to do in that house in the in the senate in the house of representative as well even congress mm-hmm mm -hmm. so i think we're gonna pretty much end it here um thank you so cool. much kat and marley for being a part of the um <laughs> conversation this was a difficult conversation to have because i think that we all had like a lot of emotions coming into this and like really getting angry but I think it was a good conversation to have and to just give our raw um reaction so thank you for coming on here um thank you for everybody who were listening um and just being a part of the politics podcast it means so much um thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day night morning whenever you're listening to this bye